Good evening, folks. Welcome to music. Welcome to uh... the jet <laughs> no. lag's kicking in. <laughs> the jet lag is definitely kicked in now. <laughs> what planet is this? Uh, welcome to uh, music, movies, and madness. Um, part three of our um, hidden gems um, and uh, uh, movies and uh, TV shows that went under the radar this week. Um, and um, yeah, how did you guys find? Um, find movies and things that went under the radar i didn't choose a movie but okay. i did i did grab an album which is a very serious absolutely under the radar you grabbed an album I, for the for the tv part yeah well i didn't really have a movie so i thought i've got an album yeah. okay <laughs> but i yeah so that's, there you go that's fine you know <laughs> that's right yeah, look to be fair david it could probably be turned into a movie yeah 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 no, no. I'm surprised yeah. it hasn't been really. That all yeah. will be revealed. Yeah, but that's oh, yeah. how I Let's, that's how I found it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ian Wallace, bringing the madness since 1976. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So what I did was I um yeah I didn't have a chance to go through the movies. So I had an album that was seriously what I thought under the radar needs to be brought to the front. Is amazing. And it's and it's not a joke. It's like this is real good, and uh, it comes from an American punk rock band formed in Berkeley, uh, nineteen ninety one. Uh, band features um, some names that you guys might recognise: Tim Armstrong, Matt, Matt Freeman. Any of those guys? No, and. The album is called um, Outcome the Wolves, and the band is called Rancid. And you guys ever heard of Rancid? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, this will be a nice shout out to Ian. I oh, know to Shane in Sydney. Yeah, I know he's a fan. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah, great band, and 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 and, a, and an album that's uh, you know it really should get way more. Well, they don't really play punk and this sort of stuff on the radio, do they? But they should, because it's such a damn good album. So I'll give you this track here. Hope you enjoy it. There you go. Garage, That's a band. Garage band. Garage band sound, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah man. California punk ska mm, crossover. Mm, mm. Yeah. And uh, I got I got into these guys a while ago when I was getting my uh, I was getting a tattoo and the tattoo artist had it on in the shop and I was like and he's only a young dude. I was like, man, who's this? And he's like, us rancid. And I was like, man, I've never heard of these guys. And it, this is the album's called Outcome the Wolves, and I think it's a 45 minute album about, about the length of a tattoo. And uh, I just thought the whole album was bloody great. I was like, yeah, why have I not heard this before? 
Yeah, they've so, been around for a long time, haven't they? They have. Yeah, 91. I mean, it's, you know, early 90s. Yeah. Mm, mm. So they've been involved with Green Day and stuff like that. I think I think they were actually all kind of mates. Yeah. And Green Day were the ones that sort of took off. And how cool, I think they quite often still drag Rancid back for the uh the pre-show you know the warm-up band mm-hmm. uh they get their mates on to to give it some and yeah i just you know i think it's a cracking album if you like a bit of punk uh stroke scar it's quite scary it's not full-on punk mm-hmm. if you like i like a bit of scar um yeah outcome the walls by rancid that's my movie which was an album which could be turned into a movie. Correct. Nice. Thank you. Why didn't you pick that for the movies? For this for the for the albums? Oh, because I was having a laugh and nobody oh. got it. Oh we you got it. Oh we da- did get no, it. I didn't. Diving, I didn't. No, deep I diving my gummy bear song, Dave. Jesus. Oh, I, <laughs> I thought you were gonna ask me the ingredients of the gummies, man. I'm serious, bro. Oh. Definitely Amsterdam gummy. <laughs> All right. Definitely. All right. Uh, Glenn, can you bring us some uh, a movie or a TV show then? I can. I can. We discovered it this year. Um, it's called Colin from Accounts. Has anybody seen Colin from Accounts? Okay. Colin from Accounts is an Australian comedy series written by a husband and wife team, Patrick Bramall and Harriet Dyer, and they star as the main protagonists in the program as well um and the premise of the program it's only only one season so far and eight episodes um set in sydney and it's set around the two characters ashley and gordon um who are brought together by a car crash and and an injured dog who they named colin because they don't know who the dogs are so both of these people are really flawed characters um and eventually you know they, it's sort of a rom com type element to it but what's interesting is he's about our age um, um, so Patrick Bramwell's about our age and um, Harriet is in her late 20s or early 30s so you've got that juxtaposition of a, a guy who's like Gen X guy going out with a millennial um, person as well so you've got that age difference and the, the sort of the intergenerational issue of them trying to navigate a, a love life between quite very different worlds. Um, he's sort of the growing up and she's definitely not. And it's just a whole bunch of very funny situations that occur. Um, and it's very, very funny. I mean, how they meet is she just does something kind of random he's having a bad day and then he's distracted by the impulsive actions of an attractive stranger ashley who flashes him and he accidentally hits a stray dog with his car and that's colin and then they're like oh my god it's your fault that i hit that dog it's your fault you should be looking after that dog and she's like no no man you hit the dog he goes well i was distracted by what you did and she goes well you shouldn't have been anyway so they end up having to look after Colin and they come some Colin from accounts. Um, very, very witty, very, very funny. Um, uh, it's definitely lighthearted, but with that really Aussie sensibility and, and, um, and, and sense of humour as well. And both leads are 
fabulous in it. Um, the soundtrack's really quirky as well. Um, a lot of fun with that. Um, I'm going to play you one of the songs because um, it's quite eclectic. This one's from an artist, I think, from Melbourne called Skyscraper Stan, and it's called Always Thinking of You. If I try to think it over, I'll name myself a fool. I'm gonna get myself together And make amends for all that I've done wrong Might even bring the devil on my shoulder And hope to hell that we can get along But he's always thinking of ya Yeah, he's always thinking of you If he tried to think it over He'd name himself a fool so that's Skyscraper Stan, and you can find a whole bunch of the songs from the soundtrack. And, um, yeah, I, I loved it. I thought, um, you know, both Bronnie and I watched it. It was great fun. I'd rewatch it again. Um, just seeing that sort of comparison of an older person, what older person, um, going out with someone younger and how to navigate that dating world is quite quite entertaining because he's an old curmudgeon. Um, really fun. Um, so, yeah, that's um, Colin from Accounts, so definitely check that one out. I think it's fab. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Um, okay, Dave, what do you got for us? All right. So um, it was pretty cool. I watched that. Colin from Accounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yes. Sounds good. I've it gone is. For something awesome. That is um, quite a different genre, a different era. You won't catch me dying. They'll have to kill me before I die. If there's one thing I've learned in life, it's that learning things never taught me nothing, and books is the worst. All right, mother. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay. Now this is this is taking it into a different rating for our podcast this week. <laughs> What's the can movie? I, can, What's the movie? Is it Yellowbeard the Pirate? It is indeed the one and only Yellowbeard the Pirate. Yellowbeard the Pirate. It's outrageous. Why do you guys watch that sort of stuff? Fourteen-year-old boy <laughs> at its best. Because um, it was on around Christmas and New Year just about every year, wasn't it? Christmas? Christmas. Yeah, it was a Christmas she's talking film. about that sort of stuff. What are you kidding me? Oh, it's it's one of my it. wife's favourite films. Oh, it's, it is absolute. So, so okay, Yellowbeard the Pirate is the movie. It's um, It came out in 83. It is considered, yeah, it, it was a, um, uh, yeah, it sort of divided audiences back in the day. Not because of its content. <laughs> In fact, uh, if you look at the um, the write-ups about it, and nothing about the content, it's about um, people criticise it for things like the, the plot was too weak and too predictable and all that sort of serious stuff. Not the use of profanities or the subject matter. Um, it's, it's got an amazing cast. So you've got Graham Chapman, right, the lead actor there, and the strong links back to Monty Python, right? Um, uh, yeah. Cheech and Chong, Peter Cook. Um, there are cameo appearances. Obviously, John Cleese is in there as Blind Pew, and he is so funny. Um, oh, it's, it's brilliant. Uh, David Bowie makes a little bit of a because Bowie was <laughs> in 1983, Bowie was in all sorts of B grade movies back then. Um, uh, it's just a it's a classic. Um, and who doesn't like a good pirate movie with a bit of a bit of an edge to it? Yeah, some of the subject matter today is probably. 
you gotta you gotta just put that to the side and go. It was made in '83, and certainly if you're of my vintage um, and you watched it back then, I don't think I watched it in '83. I would have been a bit young, but I definitely oh, no, watched. I would this. have been a teenager. I would have. Thought. I was watching this uh, with Randall Gray and a few others uh, all the time. In fact, I think it was through him. Uh, I go around to his place and he'd be watching it, and his parents would be cracking up, and it was, you know, it was just it's, it's like it's like those um, Kevin Bloody Wilson. You know, um, tapes that we used to listen to back in the day, or the Twelfth mm. Man, and that a lot of that shit wouldn't bloody pass mustard today. But it was hilarious, and this is of the same sort of elk. It's just mm, very fun. Monty Python esque, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah so, um, and it it did fly under the radar because, um, it's you know, it, it was released. It did the whole cinema thing, and 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 that, but it just didn't take. And, um. And I guess maybe maybe yeah, some of the language is a bit rough even back that for back then, but you know, um it's a lot of fun. It really is. Um and, I mean the special effects are shit. I think it was filmed part of it was in Mexico and actually what happened it was filmed in Mexico and um the Mexican cartels or underground, the gangsters and that tried to bloody derail it and they had to move filming because it got a bit dicey there in terms of the safety of the crew and the cast and that oh, um, God. actual real pirates if you like got involved i mean again how cool is that so here you go and and and, and the same ship it was funny because their budget was so so tight so low that they they had two two um uh sailboat sail ships battling each other but it was the same ship and they fucking had to shoot one ship and then completely repaint it and then do it, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a different ship and they but it's the same ship, right? Because they didn't have that much money. So yeah. Nice. Excellent. There we go. Good stuff. Um, okay. My my choice. Um yeah. This one's a bit of a weird one, so bear with me. I've gone with a David Lynch film. Oh um, but it is totally not the David Lynch that you expect it to be. Um, to put it in context, this film was released by Walt Disney. Um, yeah, and it's called The Straight Story. You ever heard of this, The Straight no, Story? No, never heard okay. of it. Okay, so it came out in 1999, um, and it's based on a true story um, about uh, a chap called Alvin Strait, um, who in 1994 uh, journeyed across Iowa and Wisconsin on a lawnmower uh, to visit his uh, brother who um, had suffered a stroke. So he drove 300 odd miles on a lawnmower, on a John Deere lawnmower. Um, wow. Jesus. I have no that, idea that's how gotta this. Hurt. That's got to hurt. Right. Yeah. I have no idea how this film got on my radar, but <laughs> someone must have recommended it to me back in the day. And I, and I actually remember it from when it kind of came out. Um, it's a really great character kind of movie. Um, the main actor in it is, is a guy called Richard Farnsworth, who would, had been like Oscar nominated back in the 70s. When, when he filmed this, he was 74 years old. Um, Bloody hell. And um, what I, I never knew at the time, he actually died not long, it might have even been before it came out, um, but he was suffering from cancer at the time of filming while he was actually filming it. Um, it, it, it also stars um, Sissy Spacek. You, you know Sissy Spacek? Mm -hmm. She plays his, his daughter in it. Um, and what I will say about it, it's a really slow film. 
if you're expecting car chases with lawnmowers, forget it. It's not going to happen <laughs> in this movie. Um, it's literally just this very kind of peaceful journey going through. But it's it, what's interesting about it is, is, as I say, the character studies within it, um, the relationship between himself and his daughter and his estranged brother, um, and also uh, just the people that he meets on the way. Mm. Uh, but it's utterly, utterly charming. It, it's just a really enjoyable movie. Um, it has a great soundtrack as well, um, done by a composer called Ad Angelo Badalmenti. The soundtrack is very kind of samey and it just kind of plots along with the film, um, but it suits it perfectly when you're watching it. Um, mm. It's a little gem of a movie. Um, I can't recommend it enough. Um, mm. The Straight Story, S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T. Yeah. Um, if, if you get the chance to see it, uh, if you can track it down somewhere, I totally recommend watching it. Um, I, I, for memory, it's not a particularly long movie, maybe 90 minutes, and that's probably a good thing. Um, but it's just so unexpected. It's definitely not the kind of thing you would expect from David Lynch. Um, and full credit for him for, for taking this on and, and doing it and, and making it into mm. a movie. Um, nice. A nice sort of Sunday afternoon movie if you just mm. want to kind of chill and watch. Yeah. What are, nice. what, who, I don't know who David Lynch is. What's he known for? Um, doing weird-ass shit, basically. He did uh, Twin Peaks <laughs> um, um, and... Um, Oh, can you Mulholland Drive and stuff like this? This really weird, like druggy, oh, we've mentioned strange the previous shows, yeah. like Lost Highway, yeah, yeah. The the very odd movies. He always have very quirky characters in all of those movies as well, yeah, exactly. and they don't often make a lot of sense. Um, but this film is like the complete opposite of that. Why do I and I don't know if he just needed. I don't know if he needed to just get this out of his system. Yeah, uh, the link, original um, June as well, the one with Sting in it and. Mm. You know, oh, yeah. back in the day, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's a great little movie. Yeah, I can't recommend it enough, actually. Um, the Straight Story. There you go. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm just seeing what he's done. Yeah, he's done, done heaps. Holy yeah, cow, he's yeah. a legend. Yeah. Also, again, almost directed Return of the Jedi. That would have wow. been so trippy. How weird would that be? Can you imagine the Ewoks in a David Lynch movie? Jeez. Could have been interesting. It could have been amazing. Could have been um, amazing. Could have been something. <laughs> yes. Yes. Could have been amazing, man. Gosh, could have killed the um, franchise right then and there. Brilliant. Or, or, or turned it into something the most amazing thing ever as well. Who knows? Yeah, oh, that's funny. Yeah. There you go. Um, Right. Anyone got anything else? Everything. I do. I do. do, you do? I do. Okay. I do. Um, this is a gem. Um, and I think particularly um, it, it's in the New Zealand program and it's been running for like 
it's had nine seasons so far and another one being commissioned. So that's pretty successful, really. Um, it's called The Broken Wood Mysteries. Has anyone heard of The Broken Wood Mysteries? Yes. It's a favourite in our house. It is a favourite in our house as well. Um, and it's a TV show set very similar to Midsummer's Murders for um, British viewers. Um, at every week... There's a who done it and a killing or a, something's gone down, and you've got to try and work out who the villain is or who's done it through the eyes of the two protagonist detectives or and the quirky quirky as town members that live in this crazy little town called Brokenwood, um, and it's set around a character called um, a detective. Um, shepherd and he moves from the big city to the small town and works with um the local detectives and and two there so initially it's that really sort of juxtaposition of city cop versus sort of the country side of things however it evolves over time um i think one of the things that sort of drew me to the program is it reminded me of watching shows with mum and dad when i was a kid for the whodunit murders on a saturday night um but also because it's got that New Zealand angle to it, it's kind of got that New Zealand sort of iconic humour. It's quite funny. Um, the soundtrack is amazing because the character Mike Shepard is a country music fan, um, and it's become a bit of a showcase for basically so many New Zealand artists. Um, not only the actors, it's like you can spot every New Zealand actor that's working under the sun has been on broken wood but also likewise so many um um artists as well have been on it particularly those who have got a sort of a country and western sort of vibe or bluesy sort of twang to it um in the last episode i had tammy nelson on and again tammy nelson's band also appear in the broken wood mysteries as well so um it's really really fun um and even though it may not rate particularly huge here in New Zealand, overseas, it's been a bit of a hit. Um, the fact that South Pacific Pictures are able to keep on selling seasons overseas and, and obviously keep making it, it's become a bit of a hit around the world. I mean, it is corny. It is funny. Um, and, yeah, I'd, I'd love it to bits. I think it's Those I think I can't remember if it's like Norway or Iceland or somewhere like that, but it's like it was like the number one show over there for quite a while because they just lap up anything to do with like murder mystery things. They love them to, to bits. Yeah. And, um, and as a result, yeah, it just keeps getting renewed like season after season. Yeah, it is. Everything. And, and it, you know, like it's like The Simpsons, for example. <clears throat> you know, there's the quirky ensemble cast around the main characters, all these quirky characters and. and in the town of Brokenwood, um, and they, they provide a lot of entertainment and you get to sort of watch them a lot. So each episode's about 90 minutes, um, so it's not it's definitely glacial in terms of its pacing, but it's quite a nice sort of refreshing change to the really sort of fast stuff, um, and you try and get a guess. We have a game here, which is who can guess who's the villain? the earliest and then you go, and you've got bragging rights to go i told you so and it's really fun and it's kind of it's so, kind of tongue-in-cheek at the same time as well it, oh, it's totally. interesting but then it's the whole premise right it's a town of like 40 people and like every week someone gets gets, gets bumped off 
Yeah, so it's like, well, and they special out to nine, nine series, like, well, you know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and yeah, it's got problems, as much like Midsummer Murders as well. So I'll play a quick track. Um, this is Troy Kingy and Delaney Davidson in a song called Twilight. Twilight, that's where I want to live In the twilight, with all you have to give There is nothing that I'd rather do Than sit right here beside you Twilight days and these golden days. Trouble is far behind us now. See the rockiest mountain from the highest cloud. See the place that we've come to. Hold my hand the way that only you know how to do. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's turned me on to so many different New Zealand artists, Tammy Nielsen, Marlon Williams, Troy Kingy, Delaney Davidson, the list goes on. Um, and I think Anna Coddington's on there as well. So for me, it was like, wow, the soundtrack's fantastic. And that was enough to get me hooked in. Uh, so yeah, The Broken with Mysteries, it's, it's a gem. Um, okay, guys, thanks very much for that. Um, Hopefully, uh, anyone's still listening. <laughs> I enjoyed that, and um, hopefully, we've we've introduced you to some new music, some new movies over the course of these three episodes. Um, and um, yeah, we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening to Movies, Music, and Madness. Don't really